Um, so we are, are wrapping up our Not a Vibe series tonight. And Webster's Dictionary described a vibe as this. It's a, it's a distinctive feeling or quality capable of being sensed. Um, so... Maybe you've been to a place that you really like and you say, oh, man, this place puts off a really good vibe. Or maybe you, you meet someone and, and maybe they put off a weird vibe. Or you talk to someone and they put off bad vibes. Or there, there are thing, these are things, these are real emotions. And, and so that's what we're talking about this, this um, all month long we've been talking about this series. It's not a vibe. Because a lot of times we'll come to church or we'll go to a, a, a missions trip or a youth convention and we'll have this, these feelings or these emotions or God will do something in our lives. And we're like, we'll walk out of there being like, oh, man, that was a good vibe or, or worship was good vibe or whatever. And like, I want you to know that it's not a vibe. It's God doing something in your heart. It's God doing something in your life. And we've got to recognize that. A lot of times we come to emerge or we come to church and we feel the power of God and, or maybe there's like a good atmosphere in the room. And, and whatever those good vibes are, you may be feeling, you got to know that it's not a vibe. You're feeling something that God is doing in the room, in your life, in that moment. Um, and, and I don't know about you tonight. Uh, I don't know what your salvation experience looks like or how that was for you, or how maybe you're in this room tonight and you've never experienced the gift of salvation. And, and I just want to say you're in the right place. I'm really glad that you're here tonight. Uh, but maybe you're like me and, and you got saved at a really, really young age. Anybody else like me? You like really, you accepted Christ at a really, really young age. Maybe, maybe you're in this room tonight and you just recently got saved. You accepted Christ. And maybe you're here tonight and you've never been saved. We're so glad that you're here. And so, so many of us have had this salvation experience. Maybe you were in a church service and, and the, the speaker gave some kind of a passionate plea or, or some kind of a, a, a talk or a discussion where, where he compelled you uh, and, and maybe they, someone prayed with you and, and helped you pray that prayer of salvation. For some, of us, for some of us in this room, it might have been like this big emotional moment that we had, and you prayed your prayer, and you were, you, maybe you were feeling good vibes from praying that prayer of accepting Jesus, which is great. I want to tell you that you should feel good, and you should celebrate that. We will celebrate that every single time. But I want you to know tonight that your salvation experience, what God did in your heart and is doing in your heart, how, however that took place in your life, that it's not just a vibe. Our salvation is a process. It's not just a one-time thing like, hey, I said a prayer, I did this thing, and like I felt good about it, the good vibes, and then like that's it. It's not like this. Uh, the definition for salvation is this. Deliverance from the power and penalty of sin. Redemption. I don't think I put this in my notes, so you can write this down if you want. But the, the salvation, the definition of salvation is deliverance from the power and penalty of sin. It's redemption. See, being, being saved is when you ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins and you invite Jesus to be the Lord and the leader of your life. And, and at this point, you're also called to turn away from your sinful life and live for Jesus. 
See, the Bible says this in Ephesians 2, 8, it says this, said, God saved you by his grace. When? When did he save you? What's it say? When you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. And I love this. It says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. A different translation says that we're saved by grace through faith. And here's the thing. God does the saving. But we have a step to take too, and that's for us to put our faith in him. See, we do this, when we do this, it allows us to receive the grace of God. And that's good news because the, the grace of God is unmerited, unearned, undeserved. It's the favor and kindness of God. I'm gonna say that again because it's good. The grace of God is unmerited, it's unearned, it's undeserved favor and kindness of God. I, I don't know about you, but um, I have not in my life done everything perfect. I, I, I need God's grace. I, I must have God's grace. And, and I want you to know tonight that I still make mistakes. I know this may be hard to believe for some of you guys in this room, but I am not perfect. I still make mistakes. So tonight we're going to look at Romans 10.13 because a lot of people have different views and different uh, ideas of salvation. And I want you to catch this. It says this. It says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. Someone say whoever. See, this includes people that you don't like. That whoever includes people that you, you've hated. That whoever includes people that you, you don't look like or maybe people that you, you don't act like. That whoever in this verse is talking about anyone and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. See, the Bible doesn't exclude people based on my preferences and my opinions. So I'm so glad that people's that that your salvation or people's salvation wasn't up to me. Because to be honest, if it were up to me, if some people were to get saved or some people to were to to have eternity in heaven, man, there would be sometimes where I'd have a hard time making a decision. So I'm so glad that it's not up to me. And, and I want one more time, everybody say whoever. whoever. Who can be saved? Whoever. whoever. The drug addict, the liar, the worst of the worst, the murderer. Who can be saved? Whoever. whoever. Kanye? Whoever. Salvation is for anyone. You got to know this tonight. Salvation came at a cost, and salvation isn't always easy. Our salvation came at a cost, and it's not always easy. What was that cost? For us, it was nothing. All we had to do is simply accept it. All we had to do was just take it. All right, Jesus, I'll do this. But for Jesus, a brutal death and a crucifixion on a cross 
That's how he saved us from the penalty of death and eternal hell. And if we believe in him, we can, ha- we can live a life free from sin and have eternal life in heaven. But you got to know this, it's not always easy, this salvation life, but it's good. It's not always easy, but it's good. See, if you're a follower of something, you want to be like that something, or you want to do whatever that something is doing. And if we truly believe that Jesus is our Savior, and we put our faith and our hope and our trust in Him, He's the Savior of our souls, then that requires a change of heart. See, salvation, I want you to know tonight that salvation is not just a one-time experience. Yeah, you say this prayer, and yeah, you accept Him to be into your life, but salvation is a lifelong process. That's why one of our values here at Emerge is that growing people change. The more you grow, the more, the more you're growing to be like Jesus, the more you're going to, to act like, to live like, to follow, your life must change. It can't stay the same. And it will be a good change. Maybe you're here tonight and you're like, I, okay, yeah, I've, I said the prayer, I've, I've done these things, but man, there's a lot of rules to being a Christian. There's a lot of things that I just can't do. Like, I can't do all of that. Well, listen, I, I want you, I, I promise you, I can promise you this tonight. If you will devote yourself, devote your life to being as close to Jesus as you possibly can, get to know him love him. Before you know it, your life will be different. And it won't be about a set of rules. It'll be like, I I do this because I love Jesus. See, grace is the cause. Faith is the way we receive our salvation. And good works, which is our actions, is the fruit of our salvation. And the fruit is good. Grace is the cause. Faith is the way we receive it. And good works is the fruit. So many, we want the benefits of salvation without allowing it to change us. We want to continue to live in sin. And and sin is anything that separates us from God. Romans 6.23, it says this, For the wages of sin is what? Death. Death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, I want you to know here tonight, I'm not trying to scare you. I don't want to be one of those pastors, one of those Christians who are trying to scare you into everything. Because you, you have, But you have to be aware and you have to know that our sin separates us from God. And our sin leads us to eternal death and hell. Dang. And I'm not trying to scare you tonight, but you've got to be aware of this. You've got to know this. And, and I want us to, but I want us to focus on the second part of that verse. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I don't know if this has ha- ever happened to you. Um, maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. Um, but when I was younger, one day I come home from school, I get off of the bus. Uh, we, we lived out in the country, so like our driveway to our house was like, uh, like a, a quarter of a mile, like I had to walk a ways to get to our house. So I'm, I get off the bus and I'm walking up to the house. I notice my parents' cars are there and like it's a normal day. Walk up, 
the doors unlocked, which is kind of rare. I know they're home, but, you know, we keep the door locked. Doors unlocked. I walk in, and I'm like, hey, I'm home. Silence. No answer. And, and I'm like, I, I got home. Nobody was there. Like, I search. I, I start searching through. Hey, where, where's everybody at? I'm home. I start going from room to room. Hey, where's, what's going on? Where's everybody at? I'm here. Dad? Mom? And I'm like, sir, at this point, I'm kind of getting frantic, and I'm searching through the house, and I'm like, Mom, where you at? And I'm like, and, and I was walking, and I was yelling, and I was going through the house. I was like, where's everybody at? No answer. And I was living, like, at this point in my life, um, I, I, was, I was a middle school student, and I wasn't necessarily, I was doing some bad things. And I wasn't necessarily living for the Lord. And, and immediately, I had thought that I missed the rapture. Hey, have you guys ever done that? You thought you come in, you come home and like nobody's home when they should be home and like everyone's gone, nobody's answering. You're like, oh, I miss it. And I, and I missed heaven. No one's home when they should have been. Cars were there, but nobody. Mom, dad, where you at? I searched every room in the house, nobody. I gotta be honest with you guys. I might have started crying. Like, I, this was legit, for real. I, because, be, let me tell you why. Because at, at this time in my life, at this, this place I was at in my life, I truly believed, and, and, I, and I believe, I, I lived in fear of my salvation. I, I lived in fear, and I knew that if I wasn't living right, when Jesus came back, I'm going to hell. And I'm freaking out. I thought the rapture had happened because a lot of people were talking about it a lot at this time in my life or in my church. And I was, I was like cr praying, crying out, God, come back to get me. Don't leave me. But I want you to know tonight, we don't need to scare people into salvation. But you need to be aware, though. See, as Christians, we, we focus a lot of time on the bad. A lot of times we're like, well, if you don't do this, you're going to hell. Or if like there's all these rules you got to follow or there's all these things that you got to do to be a Christian. And, and if, if we have a witness to a, a friend or a family member um, and our motivation is because we don't want them to go to hell, like maybe, maybe you've done that. Like you, you've shared Jesus with a friend or a family member and your whole thought process because I, I want you to find Jesus so you don't go to hell. When was the last time you bought something because they, they, they sold you on the bad parts of it? Listen, if you don't buy these shoes today, your feet will wither up and they'll rot off. Like seriously, when was the last time we purchased something? Maybe you're, maybe you're to the place, our older high school or adults, maybe you're car shopping. And you really want to buy a new car, and, and, and you're the, they bring you in like, hey, let me listen. I want to tell you about this car. This, the car has the worst crash rating. This car, like, has bald tires on it. Like, and the transmission is probably going to go out any time, probably at about 50,000 miles. Like, who's going to ever sell you on the bad things? Nobody will do that. They don't do that. They, they talk about the great things about the shoes. 
or about the cars. See, why can't we as followers of Jesus, why can't we as Christians do something like this? When we're talking about Jesus, because a lot of times we, we tell people about Jesus out of fear. Why can't we be like, listen, you got to know that there's this amazing gift for you called heaven. It's way better than anything that you could ever imagine in your life. If you would put your faith in Jesus, and if you would believe in him, you could have that same gift. I know, right? It's crazy. It's insane. It's kind of hard to believe. But wait, there's more. Not only do you get heaven, but the anxiety that you feel, the depression that you're going through, the guilt, the loneliness, the sadness can all be wiped away. It's included. It comes with it. It's a part of it. There was, because there was this man named Jesus, and he wanted you to have it all. And he wanted it so much for you that he actually died so you can have this. I know, I know, I know this is really deep, and it sounds like kind of weird and kind of strange, but I, I want to let you know that when I personally made this decision, that it totally changed my life too. Doesn't this approach sound a little bit more appealing? Like we want to talk about the good things of who God is and what he's done. The gospel is the good news. It means good news. The gospel of Jesus, of what he's done, a lot of times we're like, well, he was beaten up and crucified and all that stuff is important and it is a huge deal. But at the same time, we don't talk about, but here's after he did all that stuff, here's what also he did. He saves me. He healed me. He blesses me. He takes care of me. He comforts me. Any depression and anxiety that I walk through, I can give it to him and he takes care of it. He watches over me. And that's good news. So you can't sell people on the good news of Jesus if you're always focusing on the bad news. 